It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. Brought to you by Passporters Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Lauren Becker about her wishes wedding at Picture Point next to the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at the Attic. I thought you guys would like to hear about this interesting ceremony location and how Lauren chose it and how she planned her wedding and how everything turned out. Welcome, Lauren. Hey, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how did you guys decide you wanted to have a wedding at Disney? Disney's been a really big part of our relationship ever since the beginning. We actually had our first real date at Disney way back when, seven years ago when we met. And one of our really close friends got married at Disney in 2012. And we didn't even really know that Disney did weddings until then. And we just fell in love with her wedding and absolutely loved it. And that's kind of what got me obsessed with Disney weddings, even even though, you know, Disney's are already been a big part and we're already annual pass holders and go all the time. But, so it's always been a big part of the relationship since the beginning. That's great. So when you began to think of it as a viable option, how did you decide that you wanted to do wishes and how did you pick your ceremony and reception venues? Well, at first we didn't think it was going to be a viable option. We both come from pretty large families and our wedding was going to be about an 85 person wedding if we were only talking about family. And at first we really, it was important for us to invite everybody So we actually began planning a local wedding in Orlando that was not Disney related at all. It would just have like a Disney, some Disney touches to it. And then after we put a refundable deposit down, I didn't get that excited feeling about it. And a little bit of time went on and the Mini Wishes collection came out. And I looked into that and saw that it was definitely more more doable than a regular wishes wedding, especially if we were to cut the guest list to more immediate family only. And after a lot of hemming and hawing and going for a site visit and weighing all of our options, we finally decided that the mini wishes wedding at Walt Disney World was going to be very important for us. And we ended up booking it. That's awesome. So now how did you guys decide on your ceremony and reception venues? Well, originally, I really wanted an outdoor wedding. My top two choices were Seabreeze Point or the Yacht Club Gazebo. And when we went to our site visit to go look at those, Seabreeze Point was 
very, very out in the open and public. And we're both pretty private people and didn't want so many onlookers. So that was kind of a turnoff at first. So we just happened to be at Frank's for our, our site visit. And our consultant asked if we just wanted to go see the wedding pavilion for the heck of it. At first, I was kind of against the wedding pavilion. To me, it has a very churchy vibe, which is not really what I was going for. But we went and looked anyway, since we were just right next door. And my husband, or fiance at the time, loved it. He His jaw dropped. He was adamant he wanted to have the ceremony at the wedding pavilion. And I sort of warmed up to it. And I knew how important. He's a little bit more traditional than I am. And I knew it would be really important to him. And I already knew what reception location I wanted. And I got to pick that. So I let him pick the ceremony site. So originally, we booked the wedding pavilion. And a few months into planning, when we realized that we were only going to have a pretty small amount of guests at our wedding, we thought it would kind of look silly to have 25 people inside this huge pavilion. And so we asked our planner if by chance we could do it outside at Picture Point where the archway is overlooking Cinderella Castle. So she had to get approval, but she was able to get that for us. And so we were able to swap everything out since we already had the pavilion booked anyway. We were able to move it outside, which is great because I, now I got to have my outdoor wedding that I always wanted. But we also had a really great rain backup in case that did happen too. That's a great point. Yeah. And it's so private back there because it's entirely behind the wedding pavilion. So there's no way anybody's going to just happen to walk by. Yeah, exactly. We got complete privacy and it was absolutely gorgeous. Now you said you knew already what your reception venue you wanted. How was that? So as soon as we decided to lower our guest count, I knew I wanted to have the attic. I knew I wanted to have a reception at the boardwalk no matter what. That's my favorite resort. And I knew I wanted pictures on the boardwalk. And I just love the whole vibe of it. And I knew we were doing a vintage themed wedding. So I knew it would look great there. And then once we lowered our guest count, the attic was absolutely my favorite choice. My husband hadn't really heard of it before. And we didn't get to go look at it on our site visit because we ran out of time. But I showed him pictures. And as soon as he saw the balcony and the view of Spaceship Earth and the rest of the boardwalk, he was sold completely. That's fabulous. So how did your friends and family react when they found out you were moving your wedding to Walt Disney World? They weren't really surprised, but we also got a little bit of backlash towards it, too. So, I mean, every no one was really surprised when we said we were changing to Disney because they were honestly shocked that we hadn't really booked there in the first place. But when we did finally officially sign our paperwork and completely changed it and cut the guest count, we had a little, a few people who were a little upset. They were still supportive, but a little upset because they originally thought they were going to be invited to this big wedding in Orlando and now it wasn't happening. So my parents were a little bit upset about it at first too. But once they saw how excited I was about wedding planning because I wasn't before, they kind of warmed up to it after a while. Okay, that's cool. How many guests did you end up having? We had 23 guests total. Okay, got it. Did you do any kind of reception afterwards or at-home party? 
we did have a little bit of a like a barbecue at my husband's family's house. They're all all of his family is local and live about forty five minutes away from Disney. So and they have a big property out on the farm. So we had a big like celebration a few days after our wedding with all of his side of the family. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it was really fun. Now, did you guys have a theme or colors and how did you incorporate those? Yeah, we did kind of a vintage Disney slash, you know, seaside boardwalk theme. I wanted to make sure we utilized the color palette of the boardwalk and the theme of the boardwalk with so that it would, you know, everything would be very seamless and look really nice. And of course, we had to have a bunch of Disney touches because Disney is our favorite and we both love it so much. So our color palette were different types of pastels. My, my main color was like a gray, like my bridesmaid dresses were, uh, were gray. And then we had mint and lavender and just like little pops of different pastel colors. For our Disney touches, we did we didn't really have assigned seating. We had open seating, but we still put like little table signs on everything. And those were vintage park maps. You know, we had a Vinylmation guest book and we had little hidden Mickeys kind of everywhere. That's great. Did you guys add a dessert party to your wedding? Unfortunately, no. We really, really wanted to do a dessert party, but it just wasn't really in the budget. And even though I tried to do a little private one with just the two of us, everything seemed to be booked around there, or at least all the good venues that I really liked were all booked by that time. Uh, Well, that's a great excuse to have one for an anniversary. (laughs) Exactly. We did go to um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party to end the night, though. So we did still have fireworks at the end of the night. Oh, nice. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? We had a noon ceremony. So uh, my husband and I woke up around 7 a.m. and my hair and makeup got came around 7 30 and we started around 8 so for a couple hours it was just it was just me getting my hair and makeup and um, my sister and my two bridesmaids and mom and grandma ended up just coming and hanging out at the room I kicked my husband out after before we really started getting into things as well (laughs) our photography came around 10 in the morning and and took some pictures of us just finishing up getting ready and of all of the little details, you know, my accessories and all that stuff. Around 10.30, I, me and my bridal party went down to the lobby. We were staying at the boardwalk. So we did bridal portraits on the boardwalk and with my family members that were there. And then the limo came to pick us up and we went over to the wedding pavilion at around 11 o'clock. And that's when I did my first look with my husband. We had about 30 minutes to do our first look and take our couple's portraits. Ceremony was right at noon. It lasted about 15 minutes total. Very short and sweet. Took some family portraits afterward. And then we got back in the limo and headed back to the boardwalk where we had our lunch reception, which lasted from about 1 to 4. Yeah, 1 to 4. And then we bid our guests goodbye and went back to the room and got ready for the Christmas party. That's great. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception? We did. We had Mickey and Minnie for cake cutting, and we also had the 501st characters. I don't know how we got approved, but it did beca- It did get approved somehow. And we had Darth Vader, Boba Fett, and two stormtroopers. <laughs> These were all a surprise for your guests, right? The only people that knew about them were 
my bridesmaid and my sister. They were the only ones I told ahead of time. That's great. Did you have a DJ or play any specific music like when they made their entrances or did you not really need it? We didn't have a DJ, but we did create our own playlist on just on iTunes and we brought that to the reception ourselves and my maid of honor actually she does a lot of events for her job. She's a she's in PR and marketing and so she actually kind of served as our MC and she made sure everything all the music got played in the right order. That's great. What a what a handy skill. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have any menu items or cake flavor recommendations? Absolutely. The food was definitely the one of the most complimented things on our wedding. Our guests raved about it. I think the resounding favorite was the mac and cheese bar. Everyone raved about how it was the best mac and cheese they've ever had in their life. <laughs> and we all so did chicken and waffles modeled after the ones from Sleepy Hollow and the Magic Kingdom, the sweet and spicy chicken and waffles. And everyone really loved those as well. That's great. So it sounds like food was important. What were the other aspects where you focused your budget or your attention when you were planning? Photography was our number one, like our number one must for the for the wedding. So that is where a huge chunk of our money went. We didn't cheap out on photography and we, you know, we did a lot, even though we only had a mini wishes, we ended up doing, I think six or seven hour photography package so that we got all the pictures we wanted before the ceremony. And we even added on an hour after the reception so that we could take pictures as a couple on the boardwalk because those were really important to me. And then we also added on a two park portrait session, uh, a couple months after the wedding. So photography was definitely the biggest part of our budget. And then the next would have been just having good food and unique experiences that people wouldn't really get to have outside of a Disney wedding. So having Mickey and Minnie and the Star Wars characters at our wedding were that unique aspect that we wouldn't have got to have had we not had a Disney wedding. And then, you know, we really wanted fun, unique food that we we really love and that's unique to Disney. So like I said, we had those chicken chicken and waffles that were from the Magic Kingdom. We also did the brown derby cobs salad and we had Mickey ice cream bars for dessert. That sounds great. Were there any aspects where you saved money or you just saved your time? We didn't do videography, which I don't regret too much every once in a while. But so we saved a lot of money there and and we also saved a lot of money on decor. We did pretty minimal floral. I actually ended up getting my bridal bouquet and my bridesmaids bouquets from Etsy. And I did the park mat bouquets. And those were considerably cheaper than getting real floral bouquets. And the floral that we did use was in season. And they were a lot of like fun, whimsical, like wildflowers. So they weren't super expensive either. And then in regards to decor, we didn't really add anything through Disney. We brought in a lot of stuff on our own, such as our cake topper and anything that we had on our sweetheart table and our card box. Those were all elements that we brought in ourselves. Okay, great. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? As cliche as it is, was my husband's vows. We actually ended up writing the whole ceremony ourselves, but we also said our own vows. And 
we are big into music. That's kind of how we bonded in our relationship. And he took lyrics from all of my favorite bands and artists and songs and kind of combined them into this really emotional, really amazing set of vows that I like it was the most perfect thing. And so I'll always remember that. And that was definitely my most favorite moment of the day. That's fabulous. Do you have tips for anybody who is interested in writing their own ceremony? Because I know that can be kind of stressful for people. Did you work with your officiant or how did you do that? Actually, one of our friends officiated. So and it was his first time officiating. So we didn't have any help from him. (laughs) But I just scoured the internet. I really liked and I kind of just combined all kinds of different ones that I saw. We didn't really do a traditional ceremony at all. We're both very unique and very non-traditional. So I found some cool ones on offbeatbride.com. And I just combined a couple different ones from there. And then as silly as it sounds, also some from the Diz boards, you know, people's planning journals that I had read. And I saw certain things from certain other planning journals that I really liked and kind of picked a couple sentences here and there from other girls' ceremonies. Okay, great. So did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? For our first dance song, the music got cut off. My wonderful, amazing bridesmaid who actually was the MC was trying to get the next song queued up for me and my dad to dance to. And she accidentally stopped it in the middle of our dance. But it actually ended up being really good and really funny because we picked a song that we originally didn't think was so long, but once we were about halfway through it, realized it was very long and we're itching for it to be over. And so when that happened, we actually just had to laugh out loud because we were really relieved. (laughs) Um, And then actually another thing that happened, which was kind of funny, and it's actually another one of my favorite moments, was right after our first look when we were about to get into doing some bridal portraits, a huge flock of birds kind of flew over us at the wedding pavilion and my husband got pooped on. <gasps> what? <laughs> it happened just right on like the cuff, the arm of his cuff. And, you know, our planner was on the ball. She was amazing before he could start freaking out, which I thought he was going to, cause he's a very big germaphobe. She dragged him super fast to the bathroom she somehow pulled a blow dryer out of I don't know where and and it was all cleaned off and done in five minutes and you wouldn't have even known anything happened (laughs) that's awesome talk about Disney magic (laughs) yeah (laughs) now was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was going to be a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be everything (laughs) I was a very nervous bride I had a lot of anxiety planning I guess my biggest stressor was the timeline for the day and how we were going to deal with the 501st, which is a huge, long story. But for the most part, we had to provide them with a room to get ready in. And the logistics were just crazy on how, you know, they couldn't be seen by any guests at the resort. So we literally had to book the room right immediately right next door to the attic so that they could change in our room and, you know, come to our reception and not be seen by anybody staying at the boardwalk and, you know, keeping them away from windows and doors because people could possibly see them. It was, it was uh, really crazy and kind of stressed me out, but it ended up being fine. 
And I just was nervous about the timeline in general that with having all of our character meets like we did, that it would make the reception feel super rushed, but it didn't. Everything was paced really well and our planner really, you know, made everything as perfect as possible. That's great to hear. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have booked a dessert party right away because when we did finally figure out that we would possibly have some budget left for it, it was too late. And like I said, we couldn't get any of the venues that we would have wanted. So going back and doing the dessert party is pretty much the only thing I would want to do over. That's good advice because, yeah, you could always book it and then cancel it if you need to. There are windows. Right, but... right. Oh, and I guess another thing I, that I, I'm not sure if I mentioned already is we did our Magic Kingdom and Epcot portrait sessions about two and a half months after our wedding because we did have a December wedding and portrait sessions were blocked out. So there's not really anything I can do about it, but I, I really wish I could have done it during the week of our wedding because having them done, you know, two and a half months after our wedding really didn't make it feel like it was part of the wedding. And it just, it didn't feel as special doing it so far after the wedding as it would have like maybe a few days or even a week or two after the, after our wedding. Interesting. Okay. That's a good point. Do you have any tips or advice for anyone who's planning a wishes event? My biggest thing would be no matter what you've read, about what's allowed and what's not allowed to just always ask your planner because it never hurts to ask when we really really wanted the 501st characters we were told no I don't know how many times so many times and that it was impossible and then out of the blue one day we got a call saying hey I got the 501st approved for your reception and like our jaws just dropped and we didn't think it was going to happen and had already accepted that so if there's something you really have your heart set on I would I would always just ask. And the worst that can happen is they'll say no. I would also join all of the Facebook groups and the Diz boards. All of the contacts I've made through those groups have been amazing. And they were really helpful in planning my wedding and keeping a planning journal really kind of helped with my planning as well and helped it go by faster and helped me bond with some other girls as well. Okay, this is good stuff. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I do have a planning journal on the Diz boards, which I'm almost done updating. So um, that is probably where you'll see the most information about my wedding. Um, Other than that, I have my pictures on Facebook and I have a ton of pictures on Instagram and my Instagram is public. So that's probably the best place to go see them as well. Okay, great. What is your planning journal name on the Diz and what is your Instagram name? I think the planning journal is just Lauren and George's Wishes Wedding. And then my Instagram name is Disneybound Becker. I will also put a slideshow of photos from your wedding in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Great. Okay, well, Lauren, this is really great stuff. Very helpful information, especially for people who are interested in perhaps having the 501st Legion of Star Wars characters, if possible. So I appreciate your taking the time to share your experience. Thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. 
And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>